Afternoons with Pepper Hudson. Pepper Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. In person, in studio with us, Wendy. It's always lovely to have you with us in Cape Town. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Pippa. I love being here with you in studio. Glad to hear it. And and I'm, not, we... I'm not the only Wendy here. We'll get to that well, later. That's going to be slightly confusing, but we'll try and guide you through it in just a moment when we introduce our second guest. Uh, for now, what you need to know is that we're focusing on cell phone insurance in the first section today before we move into the open line after half past one. The number to dial with your comments or questions, 021-446-0567. Now, Wendy, when we talk about insurance of any kind, inevitably we're talking about a grudge purchase. Nobody likes to pay for it. But uh, we don't feel that way on the day when we have a reason to claim. No, then we're very, very happy Mm. that we invested that money month in and month out. Um, So, yeah, paying an excess amount at at the time of a claim is a lot less devastating than bearing the entire cost of whatever the event is, replacing your stolen car, repairing that fender bender or losing everything in a house fire. And most of us know someone that that's happened to. But for those who think that they have the safety net of insurance in place in exchange for paying that grudge monthly premium, only to find out at claims time that they actually don't have a, a valid claim, it's a particularly bitter blow. Yeah. And when it comes to cell phone insurance, we well, we have two sh- two options when it comes to insuring our cell phones. We can add the phone to our own short-term insurance policy along with the cars and the household contents or we can take out insurance that's offered by our cell phone service providers and I took out a a new contract in the last week and Mm -hmm. so you get asked the question automatically. In fact, in my case, it was assumed that I'd wanted, they actually had put it on and I had to ask for it to be removed. removed. So it's very common for people to take out um, especially people who don't have a short-term insurance policy. They will take out insurance via the uh, the network. Um, the former, if you have your own policy, it often can be cheaper, and it doesn't matter what SIM you have in the phone when it's stolen or damaged or whatever. Your claim is valid because the handset is insured, right? But as many people who've taken out insurance via their cell phone network have discovered, if they had put another SIM into that insured cell phone at the time of the loss or damage, which is common, um, the claim is rejected. So wow. they might have a data package or something and want to swap, or they, they're going to an area where another network has better coverage and they, and then, yeah. So it's, it's, for a claim to be valid on those, um, policies acquired via the networks, the listed SIM, the SIM that's listed on the policy must be in the cell phone at the time of a claimable event. Whereas if you, like I, did, I insured my new cell phone on my, my, Household yes, policy, and all yeah. they want to know is the IMEA number, so that they, they can say that they can link the incident to that actual phone. So, so it doesn't so matter it doesn't what, matter SIM, what was in SIM is in it. So, your household cover would cover the yes. theft. But if you had moved that SIM into another phone and if that I, phone was stolen, it wouldn't be covered. If if, if the phone was insured via the, the cell phone insurance that they wanted to offer me via the yes. network, and I had put a different. I, a different at the time of the theft or the whatever the loss was, that's not it. It's not covered, and they sure. can tell. Obviously, they can tell. So okay, that's, that's something that I think people, a lot of people wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then that brings me to the third category of wasted cell phone premiums, and that is when the cell phone you're currently using is covered by an insurance policy. All well and good, but you're also unwittingly paying a premium every month for a phone that you last used many years ago. And uh, on that topic, with okay. us in the studio is, is another Wendy, Wendy Kutzer, who recently discovered that she was doing just that. 
Wendy Kutzer, welcome to you as well. Thanks for coming in. Now, this story begins with a cell phone contract you took out in April 2012 at MTN's Tableview store. Can you just talk us through what you took out? What did the package include? Well, it was just your normal uh, cell phone uh, package, valid for two years. With that, you get your upgrade with your phone and... Okay, so no, no bells and whistles, a standard no. package. It was a BlackBerry yes. phone you yes. took out at the time. Mm. And as you were doing that, you were offered the option of taking cell phone insurance, yes. which you agreed to. And yeah, uh, so what you took out a 24-hour mobility policy via their brokers? You, yeah, You know, Pippa, they don't go into detail. They just say to you, do you want your phone insured mm. through the network or not? And, and I went into it uh, on that basis. As I also didn't realize at the time, Wendy, is that the, it's the actual SIM that is yes, insured that's what you're just yeah. yes. and not, not the, the phone. phone. Okay. So you agreed to it. You signed up for the package, yep. took your BlackBerry mm. phone and started using it, knowing that you'd also been covered by insurance, yes. which you'd taken out. Correct. So all well and good for, for the original contract. Mm. But uh, you stopped using that BlackBerry in January 2014 because you, you know, upgraded. Um, Early upgrades. Yeah. 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 I'm very dependent on my phone for my work and we need to stay ahead of technology and everything and if a new phone comes out we obviously need to do it and I wanted to move on from the Blackberry and I had no idea whatsoever that this insurance premium would carry on being debited from my account. So you upgraded your your mm. contract, you got a new phone and you started using that. Yeah. And that new phone I insured privately with my private That's what insurance. we're talking about. Okay. Insured yeah. with your car yeah. and your household That's conscience right. and all risks and yeah. that sort of thing. Right? Which I feel is a better way of doing it mm. anyway. Yeah. yeah, and a more cost effective yeah. way. Okay, so then that was 2014. Four years later, you suddenly notice on your bank account something going off that doesn't make sense to you. Uh, tell us what you saw. <laughs> well, it's thanks for my, to my husband because he watches the bank statements and he's, he had been on to me for a while about this 97 rand coming out of my bank account every month. And I tried to trace it. I couldn't figure out what it was for. Can I ask you what the reference, what word, what was the reference next to that 97 rand? Do you remember? You know, Wendy, I don't. I remember okay. going into the bank and they couldn't help me with when it Because when I either. investigated, I think the word mm. was monitor, which is not yes. exactly going to tell no. you very much about what, what it's, it's for. for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so month after month, 97 Rand is going yeah. off your account, simply saying yeah. monitor. That doesn't tell you what it was for. And um, <clears> okay, so you went into the bank to say to them, well, what, where is yeah. this money going? And that was a couple of years ago and they couldn't help me. Oh, and that long ago. Yeah. Did you realize it was that long Yeah. And then he kept, he kept on at me, what's this 97 Rand now? 97 rand and eventually I phoned into the bank you know they've got their um, uh, internet banking online services yeah. and that and the lady gave me the number she said all she could do was give me the um, the name and the telephone number which she did and then I called them and I said what is this for and she said to me that it is for the insurance that I had on a Blackberry phone which I took out in 2012 so you got through to Pinnacle Marketing, who were the brokers yes, on that insurance but that, policy. That was April this year. So in so, April 2018, mm, they were still charging you for for insurance on a, co- on a contract you took out in April 2012 on a two-year basis. That's right. Right. Well, Wendy? she probably didn't. Yeah. She probably just took it out. It wasn't. Mm. I mean, the, the contract might have had a um, initial period that ended after 24 months, but there wouldn't have been anything in the in the um, 
in the uh, insurance contract, okay. which said valid for two years. Yeah. Because I mean, admittedly, some people do use their phones. I, I did my last phone. Um, I, I for used much for longer. longer. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but I think a lot of people don't realize that you then mm. have to actively. You know, choose to cancel the insurance, which is which is fine. But you'd think then there would be some kind of reminder and notification, especially on a phone that's now getting to three, four years old. Where Out of date, it's, yeah. Where it's for somebody on a contract, it's unusual to keep the phone that long. This this case, um, six years. Yes. So just to recap, so so Wendy has moved on with a new handset, and uh, n- at no point in that upgrade process did anybody say to you, "Don't forget to cancel the no. insurance no, on no. the old handset." Not, not at all. And at no point did you receive any notification from the insurer well, saying, "We are still rolling over." No. Or did she? When Wendy, I, you, yeah. Sorry. When I spoke to the lady, she said, "I said to her, I, you know, I've received no correspondence, no policy details or anything." And she said to me, oh, but we sent you an SMS in 2015 and an SMS in 2014. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So the okay. one in 2014 was um, about uh, three months after you um, – sorry, it was in July 2014. So you'd already stopped using the yes. phone in the January, right? Yeah, that's right. And it said, after a 14-year increase-free period, your device insurance premium will increase on average approximately 15% from the 1st of August 2014. So you, they, they can say they can they, they say they can prove delivery of that, but you would have possibly, I don't know what you thought, you, you weren't thinking BlackBerry, and it doesn't no. say BlackBerry, interestingly, right? Mm. Um, which I suppose is asking too much for them to... Um, um, what's the specify word? The specify for each one, right? Okay, and then a second um, SMS in September of 2015 saying it's important to ensure that you read your policy documents. Blah 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 blah. But um, where was where were the policy documents? You, never, you say you never got them. No, not nothing. Yeah. Okay. And I must right. be honest, Wendy. If I'd received an SMS like that, I would have assumed it so was spam one or, or something. I would yes, probably just have gone, so "Oh, it's marketing from somebody SMS, delete." Yeah, yes, very easy to miss. And I think, um, dare I say, I think they probably know that. Yeah, and they're probably uh, yeah. taking taking for granted that you will do exactly that. Now, the long and short of it is that <clears> Wendy <throat> carried on paying over four and a half thousand rand in premiums on a phone she wasn't using. Um, you looked into it and. You, you took this up with Pinnacle Marketing, Wendy, yes. and they said to you, we did send these two SMSs. Yes, um, they did. And then I said, but why nothing from September 2015 then? We're in 2018. She's This phone, as you might have to know, is very old. It's very unusual for somebody to still be using that phone, someone mm. who's a contract customer. Um, why no further reminders? And I got a very long um detailed response um from Pinnacle Marketing, the upshot of which was that and term as a direct marketer, as a broker, in terms of the policyholder protection rules, um, and because um, Wendy's policy hadn't changed in any way, except for that premium increase in 2014 when she was no longer using the phone, the company was not obliged to provide her with a letter of renewal ever. Wow. Okay. So in other words, those policies can run on indefinitely with no notification until the person actually notices that debit order on their account and actually manages to find out what it's for because it's not saying cell phone insurance. They monitor in Wendy's case, right? Doesn't alert you to the fact of what it is is you're paying. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked him how many cell phones um, five years or older because Wendy's was six. um, We're still on um, Pinnacle's books. 
And the answer was that the Poppy Act precluded him from divulging that, which is nonsense. Act, <laughs> because I didn't ask him to name name them. the people whose phones they were. You just wanted a number. Exactly. Yeah. And what's the ID number? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to, because because. I mean, I think it's safe to say that a significant number, let's not be sensational, let's not exactly, but I think there must be a significant number of handsets, handsets listed on those policies that are no longer in use. In other words, the premiums are being de- deducted um, and they're a complete waste, a completely no possible use to the owners, to the people who are paying them because they're not using this, their, their cell phones are no longer in use. I'll just let's let's get a bit of a, a dip test with our audience. Is anybody listening going? I hope some alarm bells. Are wow, going. <laughs> I think that might be me. That might explain that amount going off my account. Have you ever been caught out like this, or did somebody alert you to the fact that when you changed handsets, you needed to actively discontinue it's, the insurance on the previous one? Especially in a case like Wendy, where she actually went from one form of cell phone insurance to another. Mm. I also have cases where people. Regularly, they will upgrade. Uh, the word upgrade is a misnomer. They are taking out an entirely new con- uh, contract, contract for yeah. two years. Um, so they take out a new contract and they're asked about insurance at the time, and they, um, or else they just assume that the second handset will replace the first. The first, and it doesn't happen automatically. Or if in a few rare cases, the store has said that they will do it and then haven't. And in those cases, it's very easy to argue that the claim should be paid out because the person was misled. But but often, even on those cell phone contracts, um, it's not a case of the person getting, getting a second um, cell phone insurance and paying for the first one um, and, you know, for no benefit. But they don't. They, they think that the new phone is going to be replace the old phone. It doesn't happen. So if there's a claim, it doesn't succeed. It's rejected because the wrong phone is on, was the, on the policy. Was on the policy, yeah. So, Pure, yeah. let there be and some lessons I for us here. I have to tell you, Papa. Yeah. <laughs> I... I mean, it's so easy to do. I'm working on the story, right? I up, I an upgrade. I take out a new contract on Thursday, and only on Monday, or might even have been Tuesday, did I actually phone my insurer to to cancel take the my previous, old phone yeah. off and put the new one on. It's a very easy thing to overlook. To overlook, yeah. Especially, you know, if there's no one reminding you or telling you, you just you know, you get on with it. Um, so I'm happy to say that I've taken my own advice now. Good. That took me three or four days where if something had happened to that phone I would have had no claim yeah so there are lots of lessons for us to learn before we get to to recapping what those are though where does Wendy sit at the moment well, I mean what are her options so she has have you now cancelled have you been through the cancellation oh, yes. process well, this now is a, this is another <laughs> story um, they say that you've got to put it in writing in 30 days 30 days notice which are blew my top and I refused to do and a couple of minutes later after the phone call I got another SMS from them to say cancellation um, accepted or what have you so, so waved, it has been processed okay. so if, they, days. If, they, if it was transparent business practice you know, the whole thing is just so untransparent, yes, opaque. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, there's a wonderful WhatsApp here from Brendan spelling out exactly what you've just said, saying Pinnacle may well be in the legal clear, but in the spirit of good business and building a loyal customer base, morally and in principle, they're completely in the wrong. This is a deliberate attempt to keep taking money from unaware customers. They know what they're doing and they deserve to be called out on it. Brendan, I, yeah, you can't it's dispute what you said. Also, yeah. people in the financial services industry are required. They call TCF, I'd say don't shorten it so it loses its meaning. It's called treating customers fairly. fairly. And it is an imperative. It comes from Treasury 
And I don't think this ticks that TCF box, frankly. It might be within the regulations, but I personally would like to see those regulations altered. It says certainly they're in the business of cell phone insurance. And what is the typical pattern of a person with with perhaps significant exceptions, but the typical pattern is that you, if you're on change a contract, every yeah. two years you change your handset, especially as Wendy says, with technology advancing, who would want to be using? Um, I looked now. actually, if you, that's worth 600 to 800 rand now, if you were trying to, to find a, an older um, 90, uh, what's it? 9900. 9900 Blackberry. Yeah. It would cost 800 rand and you've um, paid 4500 rand. They're, in, still, they're yeah. still available, but you, I, I researched that as well. They're not available on a cell phone contract as far as I can tell. Why would they be offering it? Who would want uh, exactly. yeah, an, an out-of-date phone? That's out-of-date. So follow-up question. The, the main thing is you've extricated yourself so that 97 rand hopefully now stops going off oh, the account. Yes. Does Wendy have Wendy? Does Wendy have any, <laughs> any possibility of claiming back those premiums well, that she paid? they've said that she must put it in writing and be sent to the insurer because Pinnacle is the is the broker and um, I personally think she should do that. Um, but on the strength of the existing regulations, if they have been correctly um, summarised to me, then um, they would say that they're in the clear because they did not have to um, notify her and it was up to her to cancel the insurance um, and she didn't and so no refunds are due. But I would certainly say give it a try. Yes, I think I will, certainly. Um, and then, yeah, <coughs> then clear lessons from Yeah, from the so case. unfortunately Wendy's learned it the hard way, but we can learn from her experience. Uh, uh, Wendy Nola, just talk us through the, the takeaway for our listeners okay, on this so, one. Okay, so be very mindful of, um, well, first of all, that your current um, cell phone is insured and that um, if you've taken out insurance via a network, um, that you don't, swap the SIM out, that you keep the SIM that's registered to that handset in the phone if you want a, any claim to, to be paid out. Um, and then, of course, if you've ever insured a cell phone um, via the network and you've now moved on, just make sure that you aren't still paying for it. And again, a, a very good reason to always go through your bank statement line by line yeah. so that you can discover these things. And require your bank. You shouldn't have battled so much mm. to – I mean, they, they are they, – they, yeah. They're actioning the, the debit order. They're mm. taking the extra instruction and acting on it. You shouldn't have had to jump through any hoops yeah, to get exactly. that information. Yeah. So that's mm. Especially when your references are so vague, yeah, like Monitor. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to the average consumer. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then also, um, cell phones' replacement values fluctuate. So on Pinnacle's own, own advice, if you phone into the company, you'll get a recorded uh, um, message that, among other things, warns you or advises you to call your insurer, I think they said every quarter, um, t uh, to make sure that your cell phone is still insured for the correct amount. Um, yeah, but what about depreciation and that kind of thing? It depends. I know my private insurers make contact with me every year with uh, updated policy and have you still got this, have you still got yeah. that. And, you know, it's just so... Well, with, Sneaky, in with, my opinion. Yeah, I actually made a call last night mm. to my insurer and, and said, look, mm. I haven't had a claim on my car. It's this many years yeah. old and five, um, went down by 50 rand. A month yeah. is for just Well one done for call. asking because yes. most people don't even think I to ask. I haven't claimed. Yeah. The car's depreciated. Okay, let's see what we can do. All right, we'll reduce it. 50 rand, okay, I'll take that. Thank you very much. You don't make the call, you don't get. You don't. If you don't mm. ask, you so don't get. So it's, yeah. it's an important habit to get into to make that call on all your all your insurances just to make sure, A, that everything that should be insured is, is that yeah. you're not paying on something that, that you're no longer using. 
and and that the the premium is accurate. So, uh, Glenn asking on Twitter, on Twitter, who was saying, I've been meaning to put my phone onto my household insurance, and I just haven't got around to doing it. I'm going to do so mm-hmm. immediately. So, am I correct? Wendy suggests household insurance over mobile company insurance. I would say, well, certainly it's worthwhile doing the price the comparison. comparison, and you must make sure you you're getting the right. I mean, you're comparing like with like. So with sulfur, and you want to go for replacement value because you you don't want. I mean, you would have got virtually nothing exactly. for. You want to be able to get a an equivalent firm. Yeah. Yes. So that's what you're looking at mm. with sulfur and insurance. And then again, as I said, with. Um, with your uh, plus you're going to be with a company that you have an established relationship with and then you don't have that problem if you do want to put another sim in, in the phone it will still be insured if it's on your short term insurance so it's a little border so it's, a, it's not as restrictive yeah yeah. some very good advice there and uh, Wendy Kutzer thank you so much for joining us and, and, and le- allowing our listeners to learn from your very unfortunate experience and do keep in touch and let us know how your refund. attempts yes, for a I refund was. go Certainly okay Cake Talk. Consumer Talk. Call us now on 021-446-0567. We are talking consumer issues with Wendy Nola in studio with us today. A couple of comments and questions and calls around the cell phone insurance and general insurance issues. Just a reminder, though, we are heading into the open line section, so you're welcome to phone in or leave a voice note on other issues as well. Seth has been waiting very patiently on the line from Somerset West to chat to us. Seth, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Papa. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Sam. Um, two issues on the phones and the insurance. Firstly, and I don't know how many people know that, when, you're insur- when your phone company, your cell phone company, sends you an SMS and it says to you, your phone, you're now due for, an, or you're now, uh, what's the name, for an early upgrade. Come in and see us. And you go and see them, and they will upgrade your phone sometimes two, three months before the actual contract has expired. Now, I don't know whether people know this, but... That means that when, that when you get your new phone, you're now paying for two handsets um, for, a, for a period of time that overlap. Yes. In other words, if you get your new phone, you'll get your new phone handset charges plus your old, old, old phone. That's number one. Number two, if you've got your old, old phone insured through the cell phone company and something should happen in the period, when, in that overlap period, technically... They may only pay you for the old phone because that's um, that's what they might have on their books because otherwise they will have two phones and you can't have two phones on the same cell or the same contract. That's really interesting. And I don't think people – I always say to people, when you upgrade early, um, it sounds so lovely and we want to get our hands on that new um, cell phone – but those you are con- you are contracted for twenty four months, and those those two or three months don't just disappear. Your financial obligation doesn't disappear. So since it's absolutely right, and then I, I would hazard a guess that it's not just the cell phone component. You're you're locked in for the full amount for the service provision over those twenty four months as well. So you're just you you're inherit you're getting your new twenty four plus the other. Three and then very interesting when when if you something happens to your cell phone in that overlap period, um, is there going to be a claim because the wrong you can't have two phones, phones on the, the same policy? Yeah, uh, no. But then it would be the, sort of thinking aloud here. You you would then have to be sharp enough to inform the insurer, as we keep saying, that you now have this handset because the insurance you're not locked into two years on that it's a separate yeah. contract so you would then have to phone them and have the presence of mind to say 
right, I've got a new handset now. Take that old one off and, and put, put this the new one on. And then there might be a new premium to, to be paid. Seth, thank you for, for flagging that. Relating to a question on the SMS line, which Lee asks, don't the networks have a responsibility when you change your handset to advise you of the situation or even to swap it for you? You mentioned treating your customer fairly. Um, he wonders, do they get commissions? P- Pinnacle seems do. to be profiteering, but the networks can't pretend they're not part of this problem. So the, the trick is your insurance is your policy is with the insurance provider. It's not with the cell phone yes, network. Yes. But, but really, how hard would it be yeah, yeah, for, for MTN to say, just a reminder, as you take this lovely new phone and upgrade, remember to adjust your insurance accordingly. Yeah. yeah. In my Simple case, the only discussion was, so you'll, you'll be wanting this, this insurance. It's 85 rand a month. And I said, no, actually, please. And they were surprised because I think that tells me that a lot of people just do it that way. Yeah. And I said, no, no, no. I'm going to put it. Of course, it took me four days, but I put it onto my. Onto your household risk, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Belinda uh, Belinda heard other Wendy referencing the fact that her insurance company advises her annually to check what's covered, etc. Well, she's asking, who is she insured with, please? Or is it her broker who reminds her annually? Because mine certainly doesn't bother. Other Wendy's no longer with us, Belinda. I don't know. But if you're with a broker, Wendy, you would expect a broker to do that, that, right? That should be part of their service. Absolutely. It's one of the um, advantages of of going that way versus direct insurance when you're t- totally you know, on your own in terms of looking after your own interests. Um, but, yeah, if, whoever, I think it's a, it's a really good discipline to at least once a year go right through your policy. And um, I, I was saying off air, I made a call to my insurer just yesterday and – I said, oh, by the way, um, my car, I haven't had a claim. It's now another year older. Mm. And I think, I, did I say it on air? Yes, yes, you did. Sorry, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, you've, you've managed to, to toggle it down. Rand, yeah. Not 500. No, I wish it was 550 rand. Yes. Yeah. Just, well, here's an SMS from Anne who's also learned the hard way uh, about insurance here. She tells me, I passed the phone on to a family member five years yeah. ago. He put his own SIM in it. We only realized it was the SIM, not the phone that was covered one week ago when it was stolen. I'm feeling really Really angry. What a waste oh, of money. We didn't do the show a week earlier. I'm sorry, Anne. Yeah, you might have uh, known to, to alert the person using the phone. As I say, there's the, when you think you have insurance and then in your time of need, in terms of a claim, you found out you actually don't. It's it's devastating. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to move on to other issues in a moment. I just want to flag before we get to some of these WhatsApp questions, a bit of a win that we had for a Cape Talk listener oh, yes. in the past couple of days. Um, Wendy, this relates to a listener who had a very expensive hair salon visit that didn't turn out quite as she hoped. Tell us what happened. Okay, so it was back in December already. She and it was a she was a been going to the salon for many years. So she was a, a regular customer mm. and she um, was going on holiday obviously and had lots done. But the but the component the hair extensions component was two and a half thousand rand. Okay, yeah. she has very fine hair, not a lot of it. And the extensions that were put in, she quickly discovered, well, as soon as she got home, that they were quite coarse and heavy, not a very good match for her hair, and certainly just too heavy for her to, to remain in her hair. hair. They yeah. were falling out, and she sent me some pictures, really didn't look good at all. And um, long story short, she, she, she returned them, obviously, and... Um, the hairdresser initially said, well, I'll have to try and find another buyer. No, that's not how the CPA works. This yeah. was not fit for purpose, clearly, which is covered by the Act in terms of the um, six-month warranty. And and that being the case, she had the 
right to choose the remedy between a refund, um, a repair or replacement. And in this case, she wanted her money back. And um, by, you know, well, she got hold of me last week and I said, you must make a very clear demand. Don't just say, you know, this I'm ha- unhappy. Say, I would like my money back. I put it in writing and say, I would like my money back by and give a reasonable amount of time, a week or two, whatever, which she did. Um, and uh, didn't mention me at that point. Said she wanted, uh, we should appreciate the refund by the 1st of July. When that didn't happen, she came back to me as I'd asked her to. And then I took up the case and spelt out the legal position. And um, just before we came on air, actually, we got an email to say from the hairdresser to say, didn't comment on the merits, but said that she will be refunded by the 31st of July. It would have been nice if she just, there's no reason to wait. She's been waiting since December. But a win is a win. Um, Of course, saying you're going to do something and actually doing it are not the same thing. So I've asked her to let us know. But just, uh, you know, over the years, I get um, the occasional complaint about a hairdresser. Um, And sometimes it can be subjective. You know, you go in and you've got a picture of some celebrity with this film star, with this hairstyle, and, and, you know, you'll hear the hairdresser saying, you know, can you believe it? This woman says, you know, wants to look like whatever, delusional or doesn't have the hair for it or whatever. So there is an element of that. But there are cases where somebody's hair is burnt or, you know, damaged or just not, the color's completely wrong. Mm. And then they just don't feel they need to take responsibility for it. Um, some of them might try and fix the job, but they're very, I'm generalizing, many very resistant to actually taking the money back out of the till or refunding the, the credit card. And and they are, they are not exempt from the Consumer Protection Act. Um, you know, it's it's not fit for purpose or it's defective or it's, it's just not what the person paid for, in which case they really should just do the right thing, do the legal thing, and if the person wants a refund, then give it to them. Give it to them, okay. Because everybody's going to get it wrong in every business. It's not about that. It's about taking responsibility um, doing the right thing by the customer and moving on. I do like the reminder there, though, for everybody on the, you know, if you have a complaint, put it in writing and be specific about what you want done to resolve it I think as so. a starting we have, point. It's so easy for us now. We yeah. don't have to write a letter and put a stamp on and, you know, get to the <laughs> post box. Send an email, SMS, whatever works for you, but make sure that there's a record of it, which makes life easier and just formalizes a little bit you know you don't have to be aggressive just clearly state what the problem is and what you expect as a remedy by when so many people will ask me for help and i say well what what do you want then i don't know what do you think i said well it's your you you the the injured party yes so So. be very specific is is what i would say okay we're going back to cell phones on the s phones on the sms line somebody asking um please ask wendy if the return policy on a cell phone can indeed oh. be the first seven business days after purchase okay. if a fault is discovered. This was communicated to someone I know a week ago by a cell phone company, and I thought it was meant to be six months. Okay. I'm so glad that whoever that was asked that question. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I had a little few words with the person over the counter from me last week when I was taking out my own contract. Spelling, you made me sign next to the thing. They call it out-of-box failure. So what they're saying is that something goes wrong with your new your cell phone when it's less than a week old, they will take it back and um, give you a new one and whatever. Well, that was the case pre um, uh, CPA Consumer Protection Act. Yeah. Now you've absolutely right. You don't have seven days; you have six months. 
And when I've taken this up with the networks, they'll say, oh, no, no, what we mean is, but that's not what it's written there and that's not what they tell you. What we mean is we won't send it off for the assessment and keep you waiting and all of this. We'll thing. just so, replace. The, 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 the Act doesn't say it, but the, but the, but the Consumer um, Commission and Commissioner will say, well, clearly um, companies have a right to assess products to rule out user abuse. There are going to be cases of misuse of a product that causes the problem, and why should they be responsible for it? Fair enough. Um, so they can take it off for assessment, um, and uh, and then if it is a def- uh, defect, then you, at that point, get to choose your remedy. And the, so the cell phone companies have said to me, no, that's what, what we mean is we won't go through put you through that whole rigmarole, we will replace the phone straight away. On the spot. But, okay. but it is, it is, thanks for the question, because it is not communicated fully, that thing. So don't, there is no such thing as you only have the right to have your phone replaced within seven days. If your phone is defective, you have up to six months. These, these cell phone companies um, rely on consumer ignorance to a large extent. Yeah. So it's up to us to educate Inform. ourselves and tell them calmly and clearly what our rights rights, are and what we expect and when we expect it by. Our next question on the WhatsApp line takes us back to that lovely TCF you mentioned earlier, treat yes. customers fairly. Yes. And uh, I've just received a message from Tess on the WhatsApp saying, uh, where is the TCF from Telcom, especially when it comes to pensioners? I've been trying to get through to them for three days, uh, 20 minutes at a time in some cases. I eventually got through today and was interrogated and then told that they need to speak to the actual pensioner who I'm trying to help and then they were offline and could I please call back? Um, the person I'm trying to help has a weekend, a plan and a voice recorder sub. I don't know what that means, I'm afraid, but she did not ask them for this and they are, she's asked me to ha- help her handle it. I found them to be most unhelpful and she is paying this extra 20 rand every month for something she didn't ask for and doesn't okay. need in effect. I found that to a certain extent you can understand, um, yes, ideally we should, they should speak to the person who has the account. But as a, someone who for 20 years has acted as a mediator and trying to help consumers with the issues, that old, no, well, we need to speak to the actual person is, is just in many cases a complete fob off because mm. it's clear what's going on. Yet the person feels unable to help themselves and has asked you for help as a third party. And, and so that's what I have to say about that. Um, the other thing I want to say is, um, clearly you've reached a point now where you don't know what else to do and why should you spend more time cell and phone money, or landline yeah. money on it. So you're welcome to email me. I must just say, I'm still getting a steady stream of, of telecom complaints about inability to cancel contracts, but nothing like it was a, few, a couple of months back. Um, I think uh, I can't blame her, but my really lovely telecom contact to whom I sent every single one of those things and really she worked very hard and very efficiently at solving them. When I sent her one this morning, I got an, an, an auto response saying I have left telecom oh, and no. you can blame her. So now I have to just go find through. a new contact. Yeah, it's <laughs> just uh, contact um, the telecom media office. I don't I have to establish a new person, but I'm hoping that they continue to certainly help deal with my queries and um I, I didn't get the name of, of the caller. Tess, uh, Tess. sent that WhatsApp. Yeah. Yes, Tess, if, you, if you'd like to email me, please, and, and Pippa will give out the address shortly, um, with all the details, so the account um, reference number and the, any cell phone number, whatever applies, if you could give me all the information in one email without me having to go backwards and forwards, it really greatly increases my productivity. And your ability to respond. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's do that without further ado. 
First thing to know is if you are mailing Wendy on a Cape Talk query, please put the words Cape Talk in the subject line, followed by a couple of words to identify the nature of the problem. So, Tess, you would mail with Cape Talk Telcom Pensioner in the subject line. Okay, and Wendy will know exactly what to look out for in her inbox. The reason we ask you to do that is that Wendy works on a number of different platforms and she gets... I don't even want to know how many emails every single day. And it just helps us to identify them fast, to keep mm. track, to cluster together similar problems uh, that we know need a whole show on their own, etc. So that's the first thing. Secondly, the address to use is consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W. L-E-R. Uh, Wendy knows a lot about consumer affairs. She is nola at co.co.za, uh, consumer at nola.co.za. Now, we've had lots of uh, complaints here, uh, but, but I've got a, a good service Yay. shout out to share with you. Thank you, Jill, for taking the time to send an email. And Jill says she has been banking with Bidvest Bank for the past two years, and she wants to let everybody know that she believes they deserve an 11 out of 10 for service. She wrote the following to me earlier this week. Their staff are so clued up, so good at what they do, patient and beyond helpful. And this includes the call center, which is normally a part of a business that I avoid like the plague. She particularly wants to commend Vaynant at their Seapoint branch, Mosipo in the fixed deposits department, and Dimakatso at their call center, who uh, she says really goes the extra mile to keep in touch with her and keep her informed as a customer. That's fantastic feedback. That is fantastic. And well done to Jill for taking the trouble to, to acknowledge it, yeah. yeah. Because I, I, I retweeted a tweet um, a short while ago. Um, this person tweeted, South Africans divided in so many ways but united in their hatred for banks. And that's <laughs> the truth. So very nice to get the positive. Yeah, so well done, Bidvest Bank as well. And Jill, thanks for taking the time there. Morag, thank you for uh, WhatsApping us from Edgemead to say, I just want to inform you that Standard Bank Insurance Division always contacts me every year about two months before renewal date to arrange adjustments. So that's one... Uh, that's division excellent. that's getting Good it right you know. yeah yes. morag thanks for but that they feedback. should all be doing that yeah they, they really, really should. should i mean technically it's our responsibility but our lives are full and it what is it you know it's just a lovely courtesy when you get a reminder like that because you know it's it's in most cases a bit to our benefit mm. to do it um you can there's savings to be made exactly you know. yeah so be proactive about it as well yeah. um okay uh, a couple more um general uh, whatsapps coming through as well as one on uh, going back to cell phones this whatsapp from anonymous saying vodacom gave me incorrect info about my new cell when i was upgrading i took it back the very next day to cancel the contract or get one with internal storage as i was told but they wanted to send it away first they told me it's my word against the word of the woman who helped me. Um, oh. And now 11 days later, there's still no word from Vodacom. Oh, What's your is, advice there? Is, yeah. My advice is, it's always too late for people that are caught by this, but yeah. my advice is always get everything in writing, especially a key feature. I get this often with cell phones, and there's no proof now that that woman Thomas told him that. that. Yeah. Um, so, so either recorded we, or you know, the existing phone, or more b- b- to the point, write it on the contract. So, and get them to sign. So you can go back and say, look, this is I didn't write this. This is written by by, by your salesperson. Yeah. yeah, because think about it. I mean, you've got salespeople earn commission. Right. So they're going and, to try and study the most expensive phone And if they know you they can. can't yeah. prove that they told you a little bit of a porky pie, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's perhaps some motivation for them to do it and know there can be no but comeback. Get away with it, yeah. So it's unfortunate, but but never when a salesman, a salesperson is telling you something, make sure that the words are on the paper. 
or you could land up or in trouble. Yeah, and many, no many people do, yeah. Okay. We can take a few more calls for Wendy on 021-446-0567 or you can do what this person's done. Send a WhatsApp to 0725671567. They contracted a comp- sorry, contacted a company advertising CV rewrites and I paid for the service in full. The CV that they sent me at the end was a copy and paste of my answers to a questionnaire that they'd sent through. No. Literally copied word for word. They're now not responding to my emails. My calls go unanswered and they're not Turned. Anything I can do here? Well, um, it depends how far down the scale they are. If they're just slightly dodgy or just a complete ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be grateful to get an email and we try and um, I don't know where this company is based. It could be anywhere if it was an internet service. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd, I'll try and get a response. And um, if not, we can name and shame and we can actually sh- use examples of what he's talking about. Um, yeah, it strikes as a me. warning because I feel particularly strongly about people who take money from job seekers. Yeah. And, you know, it just... It's, it's, I'd like to see more as well because, okay, possibly, let's be fair, maybe the questionnaire was full of really thoughtful questions which would allow them to put stuff on your CV that you might not have thought of putting there yourself. Let's give them some benefit of the doubt. Maybe that the skill was in there. Maybe I've been doing this for too long. I don't know, (laughs) but it would be nice to be able to follow up and have a little bit of a digger, a a deeper dig on that one, I think. I'd like to see that and evidence of of what he or she is talking about um, in an email. So if you'd like to to spend a little bit of time cutting and pasting that for me, (laughs) I would appreciate it. Okay, forward the whole correspondence to Wendy, please, and just put Cape Talk CV rewrite or something like that in the subject line so she can look out for it and maybe uh, get you some feedback. All right, we're going to go into the motoring industry next with Tiana on the line from Tableview. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Um, My question to Wendy is, um, what grounds does one have if you've taken your car for a service and upon you getting the vehicle back, all of a sudden, like maybe your window, if you've got electric windows, doesn't work or and then you have to take it back to them and then pay them for 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 fixing it, I was just wondering. Okay, so are they, uh, Tiana? Are they saying that um, the windows were like that, for example? Or, or well, well, everything was in working order, and then all of a sudden, like my aircon didn't work after a couple of days, and then my rear um, left side um, window also done. Okay, so it sounds like um, they've they've interfered with the wiring mm. somehow. Um, I would certainly say what what these dealerships do to protect themselves, and I certainly experience this every time I take a, a car in for a service, is that they will go through the car with a fine tooth comb and mark down everything, every nick and every issue with the vehicle, um, yeah. and so that they can't be held liable for it. So I would say if they didn't, uh, um, you handed the car over in good. I mean, I, I, to good be sense, honest, yeah. I haven't had them test the windows and that sort of thing, but. Yeah. Um, I certainly would say, you know, this the, the car was had no issues. You certainly didn't note any, and it's it's beyond, um, completely beyond the realm of coincidence that uh, um, yeah. that uh, uh, these problems have happened shortly after the service. And I'm expecting you to put them right, please. Um, okay. And then let us know how they respond if it's not in a good way. All right, all right. Thank you but so you much. But you must act really fast because the longer, yeah. you know what I mean, you 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 stretching the, the blame thing. If you if you go back two weeks later and say now this is wrong, you need to go back immediately and say um, I expect yeah. you to fix these problems which weren't there before. 
Okay. Good cool. luck. Thank you so much. You are. Thanks, Tiana. Good luck to you. This is a oh, tough one from Sally and Takai, but I'm so glad that she's raised this because I'm sure you'll have uh, a comment for everybody on it. Shame. Sally bought a keyboard for her granddaughter's birthday, but after a week of playing, it wasn't working any longer. Now, here's the kicker. Her husband, who is an electronics technician, opened the keyboard to take a look inside and see if he could identify what was wrong. Couldn't find the source. And now I've been told we can't take it back for a refund because it has been tampered with. Yeah. Um, she says, my husband didn't unscrew anything he Literally took off the cover, looked, and put it back again. Can I really get no refund? Is your question? I'm so. Yeah, that's hard lesson it's learned. It's a hard lesson learned. You can, and I'm sure in his case, it was exactly as she says. But in other people's cases, can you imagine a fiddle a bit here, tweak a bit there? They, there's no proof that you didn't cause the problem. I mean, uh, so so the the service provider then is within their rights to say, um, you know, you've tampered with this and. Uh, we're not going to. I'll give you another example. Mm. And, and the um, consumer goods ombud changed his mind on this one. But there was a time when, and, and a lot of retailers would do this, if you change the plug. So if you've got a two-prong plug on an appliance and you put a three-prong pl- on for convenience. If something was went, void. Yes, but he since came back and said, no, that's not the case. And there was a long legal reason for it, which I won't go into here. But that's the sort of thing. Once you fiddle with a product potentially and you open it up or anything like that, you potentially void any any chance of, of it being um, repaired under warranty. Okay. Steve is on the line from Pardon Airland wanting to respond to Tiana's call about the car service. Steve, good afternoon. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I've got a little workshop in Pardon Island here, and uh, you'd be quite surprised how common it is when you're servicing a vehicle and then a day later the window doesn't work or an indicator doesn't work or you're doing a, a battery replacement and then the next day the brake pads go on the metal and the first thing that they do is throw their arms up in the air and start accusing the people that have repaired it saying that they've done something to it, not realizing that their car may be 10 years old and things wear out and things do back up. And it unfortunately is a coincidence that it happens like that most of the time. The reason, the, the things that I normally do if I get a client like that, I'm very open to anything. It's my fault. I'll always pay for it. There's not a, that any argument about that. Is if they're still unhappy with the decision that I've made, they can free of, of go to the AA. If the AA give you a report that the, that the issue was created or caused by the, myself or whoever's doing it, then I will then put the bill. And then the AA will have a decision of whether or not that that actually is the cause of the problem. But to just waltz in, you'd be surprised. A lot of people have a a ding on their left rear of the car, and then they come in uh, two two seconds after they drop the car, and they go straight up, and that ding wasn't there when I got there. So, you know, it's, it's not easy for people like us in the trade that we're in to do it. But 90% of you, of, of the people out there are honest and they're not going to uh, to build a problem in and want you to come back. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question then? If you took your car in for a service and the um, electric windows were working um, as they should, I can't remember the other problem with Tiana's car, um, and, oh, the rear window and indicators, I think, um, and it went wrong the next – and it, they weren't working when you – got your car back would you not think this is now the problem you know the problem well, of is it, 
as I say, that most cars that come in, unless you're at a dealership or a warranty level, most cars are 10 years old or 8 years old. So the cars are quite old when they get here. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. So we have, have to, to cut it there. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have to leave it there because we're already into news time. Uh, Steve, thanks for your call. Wendy, always lovely to have you with us. Thanks, and uh, um, I'm away next week, but you'll still be on with Bianca following up on the honey story that was yes. raised a couple of weeks ago. Yes. There's some issues around honey, how what we can do when we suspect that the honey's um, adulterated with sugar or not where it claims to be from, that sort of thing. So if anybody wants to send some of their stories and experiences or questions to me in the meantime, I'd be happy to look at those and, and investigate. I'll look forward to listening to the podcast. Wendy, great to have you Thanks with us. Professor.